0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Golf Bag Podcast. My name is Drew Matthews, also known as Red Kachik, and I am joined by a very, very, very special and very, it's going to have some longevity to the show in the future, Mr. Jason Roslin. Many of you are familiar with his work. The announcement today, you may have already seen, this might be the first time you're hearing about it, Fantasy Golf Bag, Jason Roslin. We are shaking hands. Roslin will be working with us, working, I mean, he's a part of Fantasy Golf Bag now, so you'll be doing a lot of content for us. Your own model that you publish out there, a lot of stuff. I won't want to give away the details. I'll let you kind of introduce yourself, Jason. But it's great to have you, man. This is really exciting for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, Drew. This is uh, this is awesome. And I will say, probably like five years in the making. Uh, Drew, Drew, and I uh, first, you know, kind of broke in right at the same time. And Drew moved down to Florida, and I and I soireed him into playing a couple rounds of golf with me. And this all started five years ago. Uh, so. Funny to now be here and thrilled uh, to be joining you. Um, you know, uh, I felt like our paths would cross eventually, and so thrilled that they did, man. I'm, I'm really happy to join and uh, take fantasy golf bag uh, to the next level. I, I, I've always had such an affinity to name. I think with this, you know, this world of where we are now, there's so much that can go into the fantasy golf bag. So, yes, of course, the PGA DFS stuff uh, and the golf betting stuff is going to be primary focus, but we've got a lot of other things, uh, to, uh, to go over as well and, and to come in the future.
0: Yeah, this will obviously, so, I mean, most of the people that are current members and hopefully many people will follow suit now that we were at, had a lot of content, a lot of extra content now, um, and some tools and, you know, the people that have been with fancy golf bag back since 2018, even before the Millie maker win, after the Millie maker win, they've seen a lot of talent come and go. Um, Skylar Hoke was a, a big favorite of a lot of guys and a lot of the tools that we have now are kind of, you know, products of his work, um, for the last couple of years. And then him, we, you know, with COVID going on fancy golf bag, taking a kind of a dip and going elsewhere, coming back with myself and figuring this is really where I want to spend my time. I, you know, to me personally, I think you're kind of on the same page. Um, the amount of time and effort that we put into PGA DFS and betting, it, it especially, it requires a certain level of passion and there's just something different about doing your own product that kind of adds to the appeal of putting the time in to know that you're making the best product for yourself, for your, for your members and subscribers. So I'm really excited to kind of take where, you know, I've kind of resumed fantasy golf bag and now I feel like it's done really well. And now take Jason, take it to the next level, like you said. Um, But yeah, go ahead. And I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about background or if you want to talk about, the key pieces of content uh, i think most people are familiar with the stuff that i provide now and maybe we start to rework a little bit of that i know you want to talk about the spectrum data and some key stuff on our data side um but i don't know if you want to hit on anything specifically from your content side because it is a lot there's a lot of stuff that i've had a taste of over the, the last couple of years uh, but maybe a lot of people that aren't familiar with all of your work or maybe just some of it tell them what they're going to get
1: yeah so uh it's, it's funny, my, my uh, path in this industry has, has been a fun one. I started, you know, like seven years ago at this point uh, with Fantasy Golf Insiders. I love those guys, Jeff and Zach. I'm still friendly with them now. Started by, uh, my first article was reviewing other pros and what they did uh, and how they allocated their shares. Basically, all the ones that would put 150 entries in each week. Um, so that's how I kind of started off. And then that morphed into kind of doing my own thing at tour level fantasy, where I came up with a a slew of content ideas uh, that I thought was really helpful to this niche of PGA DFS. Um, one of those things was the customizable Excel model. And that allows people to really make their own model very easily without having to go and find the information, um, basically just plug in their percentages, what they like, and it gets a whole model. So that's something I'm really excited to bring back um, into the uh, mix. Uh, I had I stopped it for a year and a half or so, and I've now made it better and happy to introduce that to our Fantasy Golf bag members. Uh, also going to be bringing you over the winning element article. That article is seven years running for me. I'm really happy about it, um, that I've been able to keep it for so long, and it's if you guys haven't read it yet, or if you guys have, uh, you know what it is. Uh, it is my picks and allocations uh, for the week. My picks, bets, and uh, allocations. So I give you everybody in my player pool and what percentage I'm playing them. Uh, so also it's going to go over some weather stuff and, and all of that. So exactly how I'm playing. I'm all about transparency. Always have been. Uh, and I will say, you know, the, the ups and downs uh, of PGA DFS is, uh, like no other because not only do we have to sweat on sunday for four days well first of all we have to sweat for four days just like no other games. yeah we've got two sweats and we got to get through the cut on friday to even get us to sunday um so uh it, it is it's great i love being a part of it uh i love golf specifically too my game is getting worse and worse because i have two children but uh that's uh the more and more i'm going to get to play golf with you now hopefully it'll be it'll be better. Uh, and drew, we've had some <laughs> we've had some fun on the golf course uh in fact one of our best memories out there we're at streamsong i don't know if any of you have been there but if you haven't check it out streamsong resort is amazing out there nonetheless we were playing with another industry friend of ours matthew uh, smith at Sammy knoll and well drew was a solid eight under through 12 holes something in that range i don't know the exact ones either eight or nine under through 12 and we stood on the par five you're the 13 or 14. <laughs> Drew had an evil look to get to 10 under, and Matt said, whoa, Drew, you're on a 59 watch right now, and we all know what happens when that stuff is brought up. But nonetheless, we had a lot of fun. Uh, Drew, you certainly took some money from uh, Matt and I uh, that day, uh, no doubt about it. Um, but that's just a little, a little of our history, a little about what I'm bringing to the team. We've also got a, a bunch of other stuff we're going to be bringing to the table, a showdown model. Uh, that uh, I've been uh, working on uh, with Drew. Uh, and hopefully we've got uh, an optimizer in the works uh, that uh, people that were members at Total Level Fantasy will remember. Uh, hopefully we're going to be able to bring that back to the ball game, And uh, that's, that's uh, from my side. Again, we're always going to be changing, but we also have a couple of other things that are going to highlight what content I'm bringing uh, out. So if you're interested, of course, check all
0: yeah, I think the biggest point to hit on for me is, you know, when when there's usually announcements like this, some type of acquisition or partnership going on, um, everyone says, you know, big things are coming. Well, the good thing with this is all this content's already available. And by the time you probably are listening to this or watching this, you're going to see Jason's content already up on the site. So the content is going to be there from day one, which is great. The tools, like Jason said, uh, several of them are going to be available immediately, a couple Kind of the old cliche, we are going to work on it. The Optimizer has been a very, you know, recommended um, tool to add on to the fancy golf bag product. We had one back a couple of years ago and it went with our last kind of acquisition and then it stayed. So this will be good, um, I think, in the industry. There used to be a couple, I know Jason's familiar with, um, one of the companies as well, but it would be a free optimizer up to a certain limit. And a lot of guys I would kick over there cause they, they don't need to run 150 lineups. They don't need to set, you know, 25 rules or whatever. And it was a great product for that. And I think it's changed a little bit from what I've heard. So this will be a great opportunity to bring people back and find, you know, one central location to find your projections, plug it in. You can run your lineups, get out of there and enjoy your week. You don't have to spend an hour or two hours setting up an optimizer. Um, if you're investing 3000 4000 6000 in the gpps for a millimaker you might want to spend a few more hours but for most people they're just looking to you know get their player pool right and we have all the yeah. tools to do that get your optimizer get the projections trim out your player pool run it and you know go grab a drink and enjoy the golf and i think that's an important part that you know i think some companies have really started to hit on that where the the casual golfer's really want what you're giving them in the in your first article in terms of What are your plays? What are your allocations? Like that helps so many people because not that everyone's going blind, but when you go use a model, like we have our EAP model, you're going to have your model available and guys will go through there and say, you know, Jason didn't include this guy. I wonder why. And then you provide a reasoning for including someone or excluding someone. Um, So it's a very beneficial tool to have, you know, your self-service tools and then have the content to back it up. Um, of course, the Discord is available. Jason will be hopping in there as far as the premium bets, which he's excited to start offering as well. Um, other than that, yeah, I think the biggest – yeah, go yeah, for we're
1: it. Recording this. Yeah, we're recording this on Sunday at the Scottish Open as I watched Joe Ying come uh, put three putt for bogey on 18, ruining the bogey free putt, uh, but still I think getting in the top five, which was a 65-1 to 1 payout this week um so really what was solid. it really top five yeah, was 65
0: yeah. to one wow. 400
1: to one on draftings i don't know why they inflated him so much because as as he played good through the weekend his odds to win the open are 300 to one
0: yeah. so, so they're lower it's, than so a Scottish it's open.
1: it was a bad line i grabbed it early um looks like that's gonna hold no matter what he's yeah. minus five so that puts him in third alone and as we were talking, uh, I think that's going to get them close to a PGA tour card. So some, somebody to look out for. That's one of, uh, for those of you that haven't been following me, and for those of you that have, you will know this. I love trying to find those young golfers that the books don't know about yet, maybe not trust yet. You know, we hit got her up uh, last week at the John Deere Classic, something similar uh, with the top five bets. So they don't have to win to earn a really high return uh, on betting them. So something I'm going to love uh, to bring to the mix as well.
0: Yeah, that's something that it's just, it's really, it's been tough for me to get into as a one man show for the most part, when I'm running data from Sunday night, all the way through pretty much Tuesday morning Mm -hmm. with projections, um, and then trying to pump out some content, it's very difficult to kind of balance everything. So I think people really appreciate um, the added content that you're going to be able to bring. Um, Yeah, let's talk
1: about the schedule. uh, Yeah, let's talk about the content schedule. Yeah, so what people can kind of expect to see. Uh, you put out a first look article that uh, really we're going to focus on it being a statistical based article. So, you know, when you show up you, uh, and read the article, you're going to know that this week, dra- uh, you know, golfers on average are going to hit X amount of fairways, X amount of greens, scoring averages, and that kind of stuff. So it's just going to set the week, not, not too much uh, in terms of of player content or any just an easy an easy
0: way to get your expectation right for the event upcoming. Like you, you can yep. jump right into it. You can find the data that's necessary for you to start doing, like we said, the self-service tools, you find the data, like and regulation, the scoring I think Scoring is a really big one. Um, and then you can dive right into it on your own. You don't have to wait, you know, two days to figure out, you know, what, what am I, what should I be focusing on now? You're starting to kind of learn what to look for in a golf course.
1: Exactly. And, uh, That'll be out probably Sunday or Monday, late Sunday, early Monday. And at the same time, um, I'll be able to have my customizable, at least the first run of it uh, come out. Uh, Now, before I get salaries, which typically come out, you know, Monday afternoon for everybody, uh, it's hard to pinpoint exact, uh, you know, finished model. But I do put it out as early as I get the field. So if people want to start running models and uh, that kind of thing, they certainly can. And I'll be updating it through the week, um, but because it's still it's on Excel, what you're going to have to do is, you're, once I make an update, you're going to have to re-download it to get that update. Um, I, I believe, if if my memory serves me correctly, yeah, that's right. That, One works. Yep. Uh, so that'll be Sunday morning, and uh, for your uh, model, uh, Drew, uh, they can expect that probably no change of when you typically release it, right?
0: Yeah, because I wait for the tournament to finish. We'll run all of our data. And usually the models are updating overnight and by, sure. you know, Monday afternoon, I just wait for the pricing to come out. Yep. As soon as pricing comes out, I'll finish it and I'll publish it. So usually by Monday afternoon, you can find the full EAP model, which includes the last five tournaments, 10 tournaments and 15 tournaments. And then you have a blended model at the back that you can d- decide how, you know, how much weight for each specific length of time you want to wait to an overall model, um, so that's a really good tool. I mean, that's that's the primary tool for us up to now was using that. That includes our spectrum data, which people really love. We use that for showdown as well, and all of our data is weighted. So I know I know Jason probably hasn't had a, a great chance to dive into it yet. So we're looking forward to introducing it to him. Um, but I'm I'm a big fan of it. Everything is weighted to the field, so there's nothing you know. There's no raw. They average six birdies in event, you know, six birdies per round. What does that mean to the field? Did they play the Sanderson or did they play the Scottish Open? Um, So everything's weighted to the field, and then the spectrum data, like I said, and there's a lot of proximity-based data, which I alluded to from Skyler Hoke was kind of a big work and we did together with determining. You know, we get into stroke scan. We can talk about that for for a long time, but in terms of like having a lot of good opportunities, that's like the key. Um, especially in showdown, but you know, yeah,
1: better, better, better opportunity.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Um, so that's usually, like you said, to stay on top of our schedule, we're talking about today. It'll be Monday afternoon. You can always find that and we'll post the updates, um, in discord. I usually tag everybody so that they know they can pop out there. Um, but you can always look for it on Monday and, and feel pretty sure that it's the current field, um, for the week.
1: Awesome. And then uh, ownership projections uh, come out on Tuesday, and we are going to have the Against the Grain article, which, again, has is, is been uh, long running, almost as long as the winning element. They came out roughly around the same time for me about seven years ago. So the Against the Grain article, if you haven't read it, will be based primarily on uh, the ownership projections from Fantasy Golf Bag and what they come out with and giving a few picks from each of the pricing ranges that are against the grain, typically uh, staying with the golf theme, of course, and golfers that are going to be low owned for the week. Uh, And that takes us into Wednesday where each of us have our uh, premier articles that are available only for fantasy golf bag members uh, where we give our cores basically in in the golfers we're playing for each week, Um, which is, which is really great. Again, it's going to give two good, great pieces of starting your player pool. If you're only a say one person or a one lineup person, well, if you read both and see guys that are on the same on, on both of our course, it's a great place to start, certainly, uh, or what we'd recommend to be starting your lineup with. And if you're looking for, say, a, a last couple of golfers in that one lineup, you know, looking for somebody that uh, either both Drew and I mentioned or, say, taking one from each of them, I think it's going to give people a great option uh, when they're going to make their lineups. Again, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get people, when they're making their lineups, to start off in the best possible place they can. Again, we're not going to say give lineups away, but we're going to give as close to it as possible to help you, you know, ultimately make profit uh, in this game.
0: Yeah. And that's something I've, I've kind of brought up to our members in the past. Cause like the time frame on golf is really a quick turnaround from Thursday. Yeah. And then it's a long yeah. Thursday to Sunday and then a quick turnaround again. So it's not like football, you know, where guys can, can kind of leak out or drip articles, you know, Tuesday yep. and Wednesday is an early look or whatever. And then, you know, check matchups, and then Friday, Saturday, they keep popping out articles. So really, my time is is delved into the data, pretty much Sunday, Monday, and then researching my own stuff Tuesday, and then by Wednesday, everything is pretty much set in stone for the most part, and that's when the article comes out. I know some people have always said, like, why can't we have something Tuesday morning? It's really early. Like you don't you don't
1: it's want really my but like, <laughs> you don't want <laughs> Tuesday morning. Yeah, I think what's going to be nice is throw uh, that against the grain article, starting to understand, OK, here's the leverage plays of the week and and where we're going to go with our lineup. So now it builds, you know, uh, I think all of it's going to build off. Uh, yes. We don't, we don't follow models exactly, but they're going to give us some of the best plays of the week, of course, and who we should be focusing on. So uh, love that. All right. So we've been talking about that for, I think, about 15 minutes. Um, I think we can get in some open championship stuff. How about you? Uh, you, yeah. you hey, want yeah,
0: let's to talk that? about it. Right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Xander Shoffley Chalk Week. Maybe Jordan Speed Chalk Week, too. Just a lot of chalk.
1: Yeah, so I think when pricing first came out, I, I my first thought, seeing Jordan at 10, uh, I said, wow, this is going to be a tough week. Uh, because typically if Jordan's 10 and he's not playing the best, I know he's you know maybe looking at a top 10 here at the Scottish this week. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it'll be concentrated. I think Schauffele will certainly come in as the highest. Owner. It looks like he's going to win this week. Um, he's on, yeah. as we're talking, he's on 16 with a one shot lead. So if he ends up do, pulling it out, he could be 30% owned.
0: I don't even think, even if he doesn't, I think he's still super chalk as well as he's yeah. played. I mean, pretty much all year, but add a, add a win. And we'll just say he's going to win this week. Add two wins is really going to accentuate things, but He's a good enough value when most people, and you would probably agree in majors, balanced builds for the most part do really well because people can jam in a lot of top 10, top 20 equity through that 8K, 9K range. So, yeah, I, I think Xander's going to be – I mean, now, there's really no one above him that's shown a ton. I mean, Roy McIlroy is just crazy expensive.
1: Yeah, well, that's the Xander ultimately is playing the best in the world by far right now. I mean mm-hmm. – look at it one way or not, the J.P. McManus Pro-Am, he also took that down in Ireland. So it's really three great wins. Um, If he does end up pulling the Scottish out, yeah, it's going to be tough to get away from him. What I do like, though, is if he ends up coming in the top five or winning the Open, uh, with it being such a deep field, you know, 156, probably more players. uh, They might even go over that, depending on how things work out. Um, Yeah, I I might still play him, to be honest with you. This is really hard to fade him. He's playing phenomenal golf.
0: Yeah, exactly, so, right.
1: So in terms of early leans, if if we if you go uh if you go Sander, do you think at 16 to 1 is still a pretty decent value to start off your card?
0: Uh probably not 16 to 1 no, to me at least. So
1: that's what I thought as well. I'd like to get him in the 20s and I think a guy that's playing well in the 20s that I want to talk about is Patrick Cantlay, uh, 25 to 1. I know he doesn't want a major yet, but He finally showed that he can play links golf here this week at the Renaissance club. Uh, He's going to end up in the top five. Um, What do you think about that? You think 25 to one Cantlay starts off pretty good value or would you rather add a speed or someone better uh, to start a betting card?
0: I just think with such a deep field, I'd rather go a little bit deeper. So 20, 20 to one plus is probably where I would look first. I just don't feel like you're getting a ton of value with, you know, if this was, you know, half the strength of the field, you know, 14 to one Jordan speed makes a little bit of sense when this field, as well as he's playing too. I'd rather go to 25 to one for a Cantley as my first click versus going down into the teens for, for someone like a speed, just in this type of field. Um, the guys that I do like, I mean, just looking at a little bit of course history, because I do think there's some trends with the open championship, but like Louis who at 40 to one is really intriguing. I don't know what he is on the DK sports book. Um, but he's gotta be probably 35 plus, um, Maybe 50 plus in some spots, but like a guy like that might come in under the radar in terms of betting. And he's got, I think he has two seconds at St. Andrews. I think it's second places. Yeah. A win in, a second. Yeah, I, I win in a second. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Took it down in 2010
1: and then 2015. Uh, lost as Zach Johnson there, uh, but he's still, not been yeah.
0: playing awful on the live. Take him for what it's worth. I mean, Liz, a half the. I mean, it's like a half corn fairy tour event. But uh, speaking of that, he's been playing I okay. To show,
1: honestly, Drew, I totally forgot to bring up that we are going to be uh, providing live content uh, when we yes. do show it again. It, uh, for us, DraftKings is putting out solid contests, and there's betting of uh, options available. That, those are the two things you know, at this point that we're wearing out lifestyle pieces and what we feel about it, yeah. well, maybe that'll come once we get into a groove and, you know, we can kind of focus on that or a little bit outside of that. But right now, you know, that's the info we're providing, so I did not want to bring that up uh, as we were talking about it. But um, I, I think Louie, again, he's he's shown at this golf course that it just works for him. He is 40-1 on DK Sportsbook. I think that's great. Um, Tiger, does he tee it up or not? I think I think he probably
0: does, given I think,
1: how – yeah. He played in the practice round
0: today. I'm actually surprised he's played as much golf leading up to this. I know. The, the, from what I've seen him, him up in Ireland getting ready, like he doesn't need to do that. So he, he must was, be feeling okay. He,
1: he played so badly at the pro am that I talked about Xander winning the JP McManus. Weekly mm-hmm. from that, he, he had two birdies in a pro am in, in 36 holes. I mean, That's I wasn't. I,
0: yeah, it's not good. I, I didn't really have high hopes for him, anyways. And honestly, I. He could have played really well, and I still would have been a little bit hesitant because ownership's going to drift with him anyways. But yeah. um, I do think he plays. I've heard rumors that people think this is his, you know, last he's, maybe? yeah, his last major, I guess, or not even last major, maybe last Open Championship. I'm not sure what they're getting at because a lot of guys, historically speaking, they find the the Open Championship at St. Andrews as their place to say goodbye yep. to, to competitive golf, which I don't see this as, as into competitive golf. Um, maybe, I mean, and if it well, right, and if it is, then he's definitely going to play and he's going to walk off on the second round, is, is what it would turn out to be. But, um, I do think he plays. I'm just surprised that he's been up in Ireland and Scotland playing for the last really last week and a half, I think, well, at least last week. Um, I, I'm kind of surprised at that, that much golf for him having to withdraw from the U.S. Open because he's resting and now all of a sudden now he's walking and playing in, you know, somewhat difficult conditions with the wind and stuff. So, Yeah. Hopefully this is a good sign, but um, as far as betting goes on him, it's just, it's hard for me to get behind with how strong the fields are nowadays. Um, The numbers are what? 60 to one, 66 to one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have have any interest. It'd be really cool to see, but it's just realistically, it's, he hasn't shown me enough for, uh, for the click.
1: Agreed. Um, In the, in the next range, the, 50 to 100 range. Uh, anybody stick out to you uh, that you say, even when the each ways are posted, which they aren't right now, that you might be clicking? My, my first one is Christian Beziden, who uh, He's in one of those runs of form. Looked like, you know, terrible Thursday at the Scottish Open, and then all of a sudden ends up in the top 20 of the event. Uh, so I like him. He's sitting at 100 to 1. Again, I don't think he can win this tournament, but can he get into the top 10, maybe even top 5? Yeah, I think he can. He's not going to miss any fairways here this week, or you know, maybe he'll miss a couple, but certainly not that many given the uh, driving accuracy and the uh, width of the fairways. I and mean, he's got short game day. so, uh, for days. Sure. So he was my first click or will be my first click when the each ways come out. up.
0: What is his odds at, DK? 100. 100?
1: So probably going to give like a 10 to 1 for a top 10, probably like a 5 to 1 top 20, something like a 20 to 1 top 5, somewhere in that range, maybe a little.
0: Yeah, I'm just browsing a couple books. He's a little deeper on another book, so uh, definitely nice. shop around. So, yeah, nice. I think I think Corey Connors is really interesting. I was very interested in seeing how Sungjae played this week. It didn't look great. Um, I think his ball striking has been coming back, and just didn't play very well this week. So I'll probably have exposure on DK, but as far as a bet, it won't happen. Corey Connors I see at 80 to one, and I'm just looking at one book here. Um, I just. It, from a consistency standpoint, he doesn't have to go deep. You shouldn't have to go deep unless the weather really lays down. Um, but I like the chances of an accuracy. He's really not that short. I always had the premise that Corey Connors was short and accurate. He's not that short. Yeah. Like he's yeah. at least above average slightly. Um, so Corey Connors at 80 to one, I like quite a bit. And that, for like a top 10, I think that's a safe bet. Safe might not be the right word, but at least a, a solid bet for most of the guys in that range. Um a lot of these other guys have just been spotty all year. Jason day, there's no chance. Sergio, no chance.
1: Um, I that interests me maybe a, a little bit, if he gets that broomstick, you know, you know, casting some spells, he certainly can, can get in the mix at an open we've seen
0: uh, before he'd be interesting. He's at six. I mean, if Brandon Grace is playing decent, which from what I looked at last night, his stats this week, were pretty good. Okay. Um, I think
1: this week are very close to it.
0: Yeah. So Brandon Grace might be an interesting one for, for the open championship. Um, He's a good Lynx player.
1: Um, Sorry, I'm just looking at the screen here. It looks like Jordan Speed just hit it onto the, uh, let's see, what what borders? Muirfield, I think, maybe borders uh, the Renaissance Club or one of those. Is uh, it out of bounds? It doesn't look like it's out of bounds. It, <laughs> but it's close. You know the hospitality where they have, like, the, the launch monitors? It looks like it landed right in that launch monitor.
0: It's, oh, man. Not even close his ownership's uh, dripping goodness. as we as we, we talk he's going down um that's
1: what we want. yeah <laughs> yeah i'm focused because uh i love playing showdown stuff sunday showdown is one of my favorite uh that's going to be uh we're gonna do a sunday showdown premium article um uh for for the site as well got to mention that uh yeah
0: big fan of showdown. i mean that's a big part of our data that we we provide and i know we'll we'll start talking more about it um in the coming weeks but um love that. And then as far as live, at least so far, it's all been showdown. And from what I've seen, I won't want to talk about it on the show. Um, but there's been some significant edges <laughs> in how people are approaching some of the days uh-huh. for uh, live showdown. So it'll be, um, yeah, that'll be a nice benefit. I'm hoping I, I was talking to a couple of people. I might start tinkering with now that we have a few rounds of data, um, doing some type of projections for, for live. Cause from what I saw the last couple of weeks, there weren't any anywhere. Um, so a lot of good stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. Showdown is fun. And especially even if you're doing well on Thursday, it's still fun to chase it on Friday. It's still fun oh, to chase yeah. it Saturday and Sunday. And the contests are just so big. It just, it pays for itself if you hit something decent. Um, I think yeah, I did I'm that really, a couple weeks ago right now,
1: actually yeah, in the $500. I mean, it, it could pay for the whole week. Yeah. It's even gonna even if you're doing it's well, well,
0: it's basically just like a free roll after that. So yeah. well, I like really enjoy it.
1: Farthest. I need, I think I need to beat the party team and, uh, yeah, as I just said, you know, he's in the hospital. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting enough. Uh, so let's get into a couple of uh, long shots on the bets, um, and then maybe just, a, you know, two or three uh, top DFS plays, and then, uh, you know, we'll jump on out. First one, Joe Young Kim, who I already mentioned. He was 300-to-1 when, when we started talking, and after the third-place finish, maybe tied for third, to 151 and was that quickly cut it in half over we on DraftKings Sportsbook. Maybe if other books have not picked up on this guy yet, that's somebody to look for in the each way. This guy's playing so good. Already a top 20 at a major championship this year, just 20 years old. South Korean. Uh, look for him. How Lee. He's another guy I want to talk about. A top five at uh, an open. Our buddy Matt Smith, actually, who I already talked about, knows this all too well. I think he came second in the open championship, Millie Maker with this guy. Uh, anyways, Lee, 150 to 1. He won a couple of weeks ago, coming back. he uh, Those two guys, on the each way market would be uh, two that I'd really target um, coming into the week.
0: So I think I think he's gonna be a little bit forgotten now after this week has gone past. So no, um, no, no, no. I haven't yeah. got to the guy yet. I haven't talked to the guy yet.
1: Oh, sorry. Oh, you got a guy
0: for me? I thought yeah, you were talking about yeah. Lee. Sorry. No, 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 no. How <laughs> ha- Lee probably will be forgotten for most of the Americans, anyways, because they're not following too much on the DP World Tour. Um, but I think. I'm really interested in Ryan Fox, and I see some really deep odds. Um, his pr- He was priced up for, for DraftKings this week. He got a, a good bit of hype because he's he's been playing f- fantastic. He's got three top threes in his last four starts, one of those being the U.S. Open where he missed the cut. So be it. Um, as far as a guy that can hit it really long, which we know distance matters at St. Andrews, Ryan Fox is playing some of the best golf, and I see him at 200 to 1 on um, a couple books. And he's only 7,100 on DK. So he's another guy that hopefully what we've seen typically with ownership is a lot of the top guys get, you know, good ownership, relative good ownership based on their win equity. And as you drift down, there's so many guys in the 7Ks that it just naturally spreads out. There's never really over overwhelming chalk. Um, so I, I really do like Fox this. on yeah. both. Yeah, What's if
1: you've got, you got a lean in majors – I love that because it just it just doesn't get chalky uh, down in that place. Yeah. So, um, all right, yeah, let's talk for uh, just a, a couple of minutes uh, about your early leans on the DFS uh, side. I know we've mixed that in um, with some betting, but uh, first foremost, for me, when making lineups, I've been pretty easily making lineups that I really like with Jordan, Xander, and Fitzpatrick. My question to you is, do you think that I can get unique enough with the other three and not give up, uh, you know, enough, say top 10, top five equity to actually win a 150,000 entry contest in, or do you think it's going to have to be more balanced this week? No, I think mean, you three guys it. are probably going to touch what 80% ownership
0: but across the three of them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, probably yeah. You can make it work. Um, you're going to have to get, you're going to have to punt off a six K guy most likely, or just take some really low owned seven K guys. Mm-hmm. The problem with most people, especially if they spit it out of an optimizer is they're all going to land on the same values just because the optimizer wants to jam the best projection. So you guys got to watch that. But like, to your point, you can play those three and honestly, theoretically, those, those three could be in the optimal lineup, but you're going to have a one or 2% owned guy, like a how Tong Lee or something in the top 10 or top 15 that kind of buoys you along with uh Two other guys that play really well. So yes, you can get unique with that. You just have to be, you know, conscious of your of your player pool and exposures. Because to your point, you, I don't I don't know if ninety percent could be a great round number for you if you want to jam those three in. But for most people, if they jam those three in, they're looking at like one hundred and twenty percent you know, cumulative ownership. And that's yeah, probably that's not going to work.
1: <laughs> Maybe so, the $4,400, $4, $4, you know, contest. Yeah. Certainly not
0: the, the so it's not the worst thing. I mean, it's, they're very expensive. Um, you know, if you jam those three in, you don't leave much on the table. I don't think you could play anybody in the 8K range unless you punted two, like literal min-price guys. Um, I don't think you can do that. But yeah, I they, think, I think guys. for the most part, you're looking at spreading it out, balanced in the terms of, you know, you're getting one, one or two 9K plus, you're getting one, one or two, 8K, and then you're getting two, 7K or below. Um, and that's a really balanced build, in my opinion, that probably does well. Because there are good prices. If you go down, like you mentioned Bezadenhut as a long shot, as a, as a outright, he's only 7,300. And if, if that, like I said, he's not going to be overwhelming chalk. Um, but there's a lot of good values even around him. Seamus Powers sitting right there. Um, another European Jordan Smith, I like a lot, uh, hasn't shown a ton of incredible form, but I do like him. And we've seen guys come out of nowhere to finish in the top 15 or top 10 to win a Millie maker in this event. So yes, I think, I think balance is the way I want to approach it, but there's nothing wrong with it. I just, the the one build that I just can't stand and, and it drives me nuts. Um, and we've seen people try to do this and it doesn't win Millie makers is I think John Rahm won the U S open two years ago. And he wasn't in the winning Millie maker lineup. Correct. Because he was the Mm -hmm. price of Rory this week, 11, one or whatever. Um, It's just so, so restrictive on the rest of your top 10 equity. In my opinion, you're looking for upside, but like over overall top 10 equity is really big. Um, And if you can go down your player pool and say, yeah, I know, you know, I feel pretty confident that all six of these guys could finish in the top 10, then you're going to, you're in great shape. If you play Rory, and then you have to go down and play, you know, Richard Bland or Marcus Armitage or something at 6,500 plus another guy down here. That's an unknown. It, it might done. not work out well. It might look great, you know, on a Thursday morning if they tee off early, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't like those builds in these strong fields like this.
1: All right. So at this point, um, and I, I think, uh, I think we could probably wrap, wrap it up yeah. after this. Um, Give me your top two or three, two or three if you have three guys under 6,800 that you're comfortable with clicking um, my two at this point. Wyndham Clark at 6,600. The guy's got his putter rolling and showed me at the Scottish Open. He went 71, 71, 70, uh, 67 in the uh, three, four rounds. So all four solid rounds this week at the Renaissance Club. 6,600 for him. And then Joe Young come at 6,500. If he ends up being chalk it. I can't imagine he's going to spread like wildfire, you know, maybe amongst this industry, which maybe pushes his ownership maybe to 8%. I wouldn't be that scared of that. So those are, those are the two guys that I click.
0: So, so I, is 68. Okay. 68. Yeah. 68
1: down? yeah I'll, I'll let us live.
0: All right. So the one guy that I, I've been interested in the last couple of weeks um Stuart sink is, is really interesting. And I think, I think people are looking at Zach Johnson this week off of his win, obviously at St. Andrews, but Stuart sink has a British open win. He finished T 20 here in 2015. Um, I think he's steady enough to do well. He's been playing pretty well over the last 15 tournaments at 6,800 with guys around him. I I like Stuart sink. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he finished in the top 20 and top 15. Um, a guy below that, no, that I just one
1: bad round. I think Saturday was tough for him, but had a decent week. Yeah. I
0: just, he just seems like the kind of guy that's very steady. And from what I've heard in some of his recent interviews, his patience is better than it ever has been. And that's why he's playing, that. you know, arguably the best golf of the last 10 years um, of his 10 years. The other guy down here was Thomas Dietry, Um, Just yeah, a, just a high great. upside guy for a European tour um, player. So <laughs> if, if anyone's full of right deep is Boomer Bust. What's yeah, that?
1: That's four right there, four plays right there that I'm I'm certainly gonna have as a big part of, of my yeah. player for this week and those aggressive ones that I said, you know, where I'm going. Speed, Shaw Fitzpatrick. Um, you mix a lot of those guys in and, and you can do it. Uh yeah. so, so I really like that. Well, uh Drew, I'm I'm super thrilled uh, about what we got going on. Uh if you want to join us for the week, use promo code Scotland and it's just one dollar to come check out everything we've got going on over here uh it's amazing uh, again i'm super excited for what we got going on uh and moving forward uh we're going to have a lot more too so i know sometimes like you said you know people say they're going to come out with it well week one you're going to be getting all of this content uh from me coming over and then of course what we bring in the future
0: yep thanks jason best of luck everybody this week and uh look forward to seeing you on the fantasy golf bag discord and we'll chat a little bit about golf See ya.